This podcast is brought to you by Upcase. Improve your development skills by completing coding exercises that are peer-reviewed by real humans. Learn more at upcase.com. Hello, this is the Tentative Podcast where we discuss digital product design. I'm Kyle Fiedler and with me is... Brother Lemonin. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Great or uh, not so great. <laughs> I think I'm doing fine personally. Yeah, I've been going through some stuff this week, personal stuff. So it's... Yeah, and I think that's going to tailor the topic, right? Yeah, it's hard for me to talk about something else at this point, to be honest. It's just, I mean, there are a lot of things I can talk about, but this is one thing that it's it's what I'm thinking about. And I had a uh, sort of like sort of like experience that made me think about some specific topics that are related to design. So I think we, we talked about this in the past, but we we tend to see design in a lot of like in almost everything we do. And even though like I was not looking particularly at design and, and software, but I, I still managed to, to have some thoughts about the topic related to my experience. But yeah, I think we can talk about uh, some of that if you, if you want, if you don't mind, I would say. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think that topic is really interesting right now. I think there are a couple people talking about it and it, it should be certainly something that we can should be talked yeah. about a lot more. Yeah. So the topic uh, for those who weren't able to to guess is uh, empathy, uh, and I'm not sure if it's the the right word or the only word. Um, I was trying to think of another word that could describe it, but basically how design um, communicates and understands uh, the feeling of, of the user. I'm I'm not. I'm not exactly sure if this uh, explains it well. I think it's specifically we're talking about emotionally charged situations, situations where people aren't feeling their best. Yeah, yeah, and and the way the the UI ad- addresses them or or you know helps them either like whatever the the, the UI is trying to do, it, it helps them along in in a fashionable manner without like upsetting them or angering them or whatever their their high emotion is at the time like not adding to that emotion instead trying to alleviate some of that emotion so for some context this all started with a tweet that i'm going to link to on the show notes and the tweet itself so basically the tweet is about uh, me uh not happy with seeing humor in change logs or in, just in ui in general uh, and I was saying basically that I feel it's it's disrespectful. Uh, it's I don't. I was saying basically that I'm not in the mood for for humor, and I don't have time for humor. I, I I'm using this uh, piece of software, this product, to achieve a certain goal, and uh, it, at that specific context, it felt the the community the, the way the app was was okay let's 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 be straight it started with the change log of slack but uh i don't so slack has a very good ui and the ui itself is 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 not the problem uh, it's it's um it's mostly when i expanded this thought 
this is like when I started really thinking about where humor fits in a in an interface. Uh, at what point is it okay to be humorous, and at what point it's not? This is basically the thing I was trying to think about. And even though it started with something that's not uh, necessarily designed, I mean, change logs—they're uh, not really designed. They're part of building software, but but I just try to expand that. And my thinking was that. If, if there is a chance that your humor will offend some people, then it's probably a better idea to, to refrain from it. Um, so Kyle, what, I, I want to I hear your opinion about this. What do you think in general about humor in interface design? I think it depends. Uh, I, I think in this case, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit and, and say that I think like right now your state of mind does not want humor. And even though Slack, I think has a brand and a personality or the company has a brand that is uh, a lot more loose. And I think that that's part of who they are. And it's also a trend now to like have those humorous change logs, mostly because not very many people actually look at them. Like I, very rarely look at them anymore. Um, I think I put myself in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, I think part of it is is timing from from your standpoint and, and your like where your head's at. I do think though that like certain apps should be planning for that headspace. Um, I'm not sure that Slack is one of those. It's a productivity app. How not? It's not one of those. I don't know if it is a productivity app. Well, I use it exactly to to communicate with my coworkers. How is that not productivity? Uh, I I didn't use any other app yesterday. I had a very long day, a uh, very long flight, uh, a lot of stuff on my head. I uh, just wanted to check, uh, you know, quick. So I was basically I uploaded. Uh, sorry, I upgraded my phone to iOS nine. And I was just trying to check all the apps that were updated and, and, and decide which ones make sense to update and which ones do not. And uh, I, I don't want to so isolate this, this example. I'd like it to be as generic as possible. I don't want to talk about specific brand or name. But the point is that I expect, to, I expect DUI to respect my time. And if though, that humor will make me like, spend more time trying to do something, it's no longer respecting my time. Right. I think, I think there's a certain time and place. And also, so it's, it's hard to, I think it's better for people to hear specifics rather than general, like generalities. Um, one, one of the ones that I recently saw, I don't, I guess it's not recent anymore, but on time hop, you, you know, the, the iPhone app that like you can, add all your social networks to, and it'll show you, Hey, this is what you were doing this day last year or many years before. And on Valentine's day, before it, it showed you all of the photos and tweets or whatever from Facebook you have, it said, Hey, you know, this is an emotionally, like it said it in a really nice way. It said, Hey, are you sure that you want to see the things that you're going to see on Valentine's day? Right? Like, (laughs) <laughs> is this something that you actually want to do rather than just letting them see maybe like maybe they just broke up with their girlfriend, boyfriend, 
or like something bad happened. Yeah. Uh, and, and like having, having that like interface to say, yes, I do. Like I'm opting into seeing those good or bad things as opposed to just showing them off the bat is like very considerate of them. And, like the, the messaging was still, it was still funny. It was still, still humorous, but I think it, it, from my standpoint, like that's a better, a better way to approach it as opposed to just giving them bad news. Right. I should find that and um, put a, put the screenshot in our show notes uh, so that people can, can check that out. But I think that was a good example of being sensitive to people's state of mind as they're trying to use time hop on, you know, Valentine's day, which to some people might be a sensitive time for them as opposed to like, you know, there are a lot of emotions involved with, with Valentine's day sometimes. Yeah. Um, there was another example or a bad episode for, for Facebook about the person who got their year year in Facebook with pictures of their yeah, daughter. That was Eric Meyer. Oh yeah. Um, he's, he's actually, he has a talk about this, I believe now because of everything that he had to go through with his daughter. I imagine it's a really good talk, but yeah. Do you want to tell people what, what he got in, in his email? So, so basically uh, this is going to be a very inaccurate because I don't use Facebook, but it seems like Facebook did this feature of uh, by the end of, I think last year where they had like this collection of, of your, your, uh, I think it, they, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the wording, but it's like your, your best moments or something positive. And they had like this design, which celebrated those moments. And for Eric, who, whose daughter was going through a lot. And I think she, uh, she, um, she passed away that year. And for the specifics, I think uh, there's a blog post where, where, where he talks about his experience. Uh, but he was on Facebook and he saw that the picture of his daughter in this like uh, feature that, that Facebook introduced. And the way Facebook introduced it was meant to highlight your good moments. And maybe the moment where he took that picture was a good moment, but it's not a good memory. Uh, pretty much like the example you gave with time hop, uh, except they man they they like they did like they did something to make it work for people who don't want to remember those things so and then like he and he he yeah obviously this affected him emotionally because the way it was worded and the way it was designed was not empathic it was just an algorithm and algorithms are not they don't have empathy uh so this is the gist of the story i think i might be leaving up details things like that but this is pretty much what what happened yeah and i think there the case was like they just the the algorithm just chose the photo that people liked the most or the post that people liked the most and, and grabbed the photo that was attached to that and it just shows you that people just because people like something doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it's a po positive reinforcement yeah. right like People like the post to, you know, provide some sort of comfort, some, yeah, support, 
as opposed to being like, hey, this is a really great thing. Um, it was probably the opposite of that feeling when they click the button. But Facebook doesn't understand the difference between those two reactions. Yeah, uh, I think they're introducing or there are talks about a dislike button. Uh, I've seen this yesterday. I don't think if I don't know if it's a rumor or an actual plan, but in any case, I don't think it's going to solve the problem. <laughs> no, you're not going to dislike that, right? Like, no, there's there's so many human emotions around that. Like, I think we can we should link to his blog posts. Definitely. But basically, just allowing him to opt out of that email is probably the smartest thing to do. Right. Or or be like, hey. This is a thing that we're going to do. Do, do you actually want to see this? Um, yeah. Yeah, or, or maybe like software could just have like a mode where where you can just say, you know, I'm not in the mood for either past memories or jokes or just like let me do what I want to do. And I think it's it's a little bit harder for a social network because... A social network is a place where um, a lot of things happen, good things and bad things. And it's hard sometimes to understand just from the way things look, uh, whether this is a positive thing that someone wants to remember or, or not. Um, so I definitely, I'm not saying that Facebook did the wrong thing here. I mean, they, they did it with good intentions. Yeah, but they went in with the wrong assumptions. Yeah, assumptions is a very this is a very good word that you brought up here because I think a lot of these decisions come with the wrong assumption. And basically the assumption is will all our users not be offended by this? And most of the cases I would say the, the assumption would be, yeah, of course. Like why why would you be offended by a joke? Or why would you be offended by something you posted yourself two years ago or a year ago? But I feel like that's the wrong assumption to make. Right. They're, they're, in that case, they were assuming that everyone had a really good year and that they want to see, you know, the things that happened throughout the year. And, and like the reality of the situation is that some people don't have good years. Like bad things do happen as much as good things do. And having a diverse team uh, from different backgrounds help with uh, weeding out some of these assumptions. Uh, so, I mean, by diverse, I mean, you know, uh, different genders, different nationalities, different ages, different life experiences that would allow you to see things with a broader, like broader view. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of, so one thing that irritates me, I feel, I feel like that, that a lot of, uh, software is, is designed by teams who are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, could be they're all like middle-aged white male where it, it's really hard to, to think about some of these assumptions when you're, when you're like leading your life in a certain way that makes you not see things through others' eyes, basically. And I think, I think humor in, in, in software that, that, that's supposed to have a, so I, I pick humor, but there are other things, of course, I just related to the experience I, I had yesterday, I feel like a lot of it is myopic to, to that. I'm having a good mood. I love my job. This is great. It's it's uh, sunny outside. 
yeah, I mean, let's go have fun. We should think about the fact that some of your users won't be, they, they won't be receptive to, to, to your joke or to your UI in a specific circumstance. And I think a, a UI that respects uh, its users take, takes that into account. Uh, not, not everyone is going to be in the same context using your app in the same context. Yeah, I I do think there are good places for humor though. Like you, you just have to be very careful about when you're using it. Like if someone is super angry at you, probably not the best time to use humor, right? Like um, um yeah. Validating their anger is usually the best thing or if someone is not feeling great, as much as possible we should be like emulating human experience, right? Like you're not going to go up to someone who just had a big loss in their family and and make bad jokes about it, right? Absolutely. That's just not something that you're going to do. And and we should be doing like <laughs> as much as possible like emulating that. So like we should be emulating that experience, that that relationship through the UI. Yeah, I I love the the way you put it. Yeah, it's it's pretty much what I was trying to think about this entire time. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I, I totally agree. It, I, your UI needs to behave like a human as much as possible. Yep. This episode of Tentative is sponsored by Media Temple. For years, Media Temple's grid service has been the web hosting choice for more designers, developers, and creative professionals than any other platform. That's because a single grid account can host anything from your portfolio site to 100 different client projects. And the grid is ready for anything. Hundreds of servers work together to keep your site online, even if you suddenly hit the front page of Reddit. We have a special discount for tentative listeners. Use promo code TENT25 for 25% off web hosting. Go to mediatemple.net and enter your promo code upon signing up. Thanks to Media Temple for sponsoring our podcast. There, there are also cases where like, I think humor is good and, and you just have to know, a lot of the times you have to know the person and and how they're feeling to kind of deal with that. Some people like to to have humor in those kinds of situations and some people feel like it's really disrespectful. And it could be the same person. I I'm <laughs> actually I do like humor. Uh, I a lot of people tell me that they they never know when I'm serious. They think that I'm always sarcastic or and I do like humor. I grew up in a culture where humor is very sarcasm is is a part of, of, of not just sarcasm, but humor in general is, is part of who I am. But there are situations where I am not I am not in the mood for humor. And I agree with you that there are cases where humor humor is fine. Uh, I would say if you're making a game, go crazy. Um, you, you can't you can't be making a game and and worrying about oh what if the person is not in the mood for humor well that person won't be playing the game to begin with if you're making a Twitter app go crazy like this is this is I mean to to a degree I would say yeah it's debatable for Twitter but if you're making an app that's related to entertainment or fun or 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 something like that then I wouldn't see why not because these apps are used in a context where the person would be in an, if it's not in an excellent mood, they would be in an okay mood. But if you're making a productivity app, or not just productivity, an app with a specific task in mind, that humor, especially if it's misplaced, could actually make the experience really bad. And what I mean by misplaced is basically this. 
even when you say humor, there's there's a wide range of, of things you can do. And I am mostly talking about the extreme of like making lengthy, elaborate insider jokes that you have actually you have to be following you have you have to be using the app for a long time to even get some of them. And having them that that sort of like playfulness at the beginning of the, the job to be done, I'm here to do something. And if your CTA call to action says um, some funny like reference to some movie, whereas all I want is move item to this place, then that's going to be bad experience. If you do a joke after I move or after I, I'm done with the job and to show a success message, you, you throw in a light joke there, I wouldn't mind as much because at that point I'm, I'm done with, I'm done with this. I will close the tab or close the app. I don't care really about your, your success message, but if you put that up front in the UI, that's just extra stuff I have to go through to figure out what, what, what I need to, to be doing here. Really? Does, does this make, make sense? I think again, in this case, you're using Slack in a specific way and like most of the Slack channels I'm part of are not work related. <laughs> um, so like you have to take that into account. You also have to take into account that most like, again, like there are parts of that that I agree with you and parts of it that I disagree. Like most people are probably not going to read their uh, change log. And the people that are, are, you know, they're going to be designers or developers and they're probably going to get those inside jokes. I just think it was partly like if it wasn't for your state of mind, like you probably would have just looked at it and been like, Oh God, again, and just like skipped over it. And it, like that, that's kind of like your attitude to, to what they are, to what their, their brand personality is, I guess. Um, but like, so one of the things that comes to mind is I know, I think it's, it's CHOP, Children's Hospital of Pennsylvania. They had a really hard time getting people into, or getting kids specifically, it's a children's hospital, doing a MRI. Um, I don't know if you've ever done an MRI, but there are these long tubes. You're very confined. You're not supposed to move at all, right? And telling a kid not to do that is like... It's, it's a really daunting and scary experience. And so one of the things that they did was they basically dressed up the experience. They they made the MRI tube, like, I think in one case, they made it look like a pirate ship. And the nurse that was, or whoever was, like, doing the MRI was, like, dressed as a pirate. And they would have a costume for the kid to get dressed up in. And, and, and that there is, like... It's putting play and humor into a very, very serious situation because most of these kids, you know, they if they're getting an MRI, they they probably have have something wrong with them. So giving them a great experience, though, helps the nurses and the doctors, you know, helps make them better. It makes the kids happier. So in, in that case, it's a very serious situation, but the situation is alleviated because of a lot of the humor and a lot of the play and the fantasy yeah, but those are kids. <laughs> I mean, you can you can still I mean you can still trick them. It's uh it's it's gonna be hard to pull that out on on adults, really. And I'm not trying to say that this is. I mean, 
I understand how playfulness can make the experience better. But I think there's a big difference between playfulness and tasteless humor. I just think that it's not the same thing. The UI could be playful, but still respect the user, if, if you see what I mean. Uh, again, I don't want to isolate my experience because the, the the one I was talking about is not exactly what 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 I want to talk about. I want to talk about more like in a broader sense how like you uh, basically communicate with the user in a, in a UI and 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 keep in mind that these are people and they have feelings and things like that. So I agree with you that playfulness makes some experiences that are bad feel less bad, but at the same time an excess of of playfulness or a lack of taste in playfulness when dealing with adults in some specific contexts would actually result in them feeling that they're not respected or that the or uh, so this is uh, this is probably the the worst scenario but it could also be that they just would feel that they're talking to a machine and UUI needs as you said earlier to strive to not feel like a machine because like so when i when i when i look at something that that's that's totally out of place or out of context from an emotional point of view i just you know i think of these are algorithms and the people who made them might have made some wrong assumptions but you just feel that you're talking to a machine it, it breaks that human to human connection like i think this goes back to like what i said a little earlier which is like in the that example that I just gave, there, there actually is like there is a connection there, right? Like the the nurse and the parents are there with the child, so it's easier to do like have that connection. But like, yeah, what the reason I gave that as an example is like that is a great place to to alleviate some of the fear, the pain, and yeah. the humor and the playfulness is doing that. And like the total opposite of like that is the example that we had for F- Facebook and their email to Eric Meyer and, and having that as, you know, funny and playful is the opposite of what he's looking for. Right. He doesn't want to be reminded of what happened in that kind of context. It's not like they sent that email out as like a, Hey, look at these things that happened this year. Isn't it last year or last year? Isn't, isn't last, wasn't last year. Great. Like, didn't you have a lot of fun? And like, it, it accomplished the opposite outcome that they would have wanted for Eric. Um, yeah. So like they, they had the job and maybe they just didn't think of that, that particular outcome when they were testing that email or, or hopefully they did test it. Um, looking at examples. Yeah, no, no, I, I hear your point. And again, the reason why I wanted to discuss this is because I know like many things, there's no clear cut answer. And it's you have to judge based on the product, the audience, the um, the context of use, a lot of things like these. Uh, but I'm, basically, what I'm saying is, um, while keeping these things in mind, you should also uh, be wary that not all people are enjoying a vacation in Hawaii or something. Like some people will will actually be using your software in in a in a situation where they're not on the top of of their game but even if they like are on like even if they are on vacation in Hawaii things still go wrong right like 
Yeah, if I right, got right. sent to vacation in Hawaii and all my luggage gets sent away, like I want a good That's interface true. to like help guide me to figure out where my my luggage is or like have a great experience to get my luggage back. Or even like if I get hurt on vacation in Hawaii, like there's so many things in yeah. life that can go wrong. And like we should be pl- as designers, we should be thinking about those cases. Yeah. Um, well, there's actually one thing uh, uh, that I think is really good in the sense that, it, well, this is uh, this is going to be slightly different from what we're talking about. But I, I want to talk about uh, the topic of uh, well, it's not really a separate topic, but if you want to add humor in, in your in your product, make it an Easter egg. That way you're not putting it on the, you know, in front of all your users, only those who know how to find it will try to find it and at the same time it's subtle so you you, you it's not if you, if you get what i mean it's it's like it's a joke when you're looking for it or or when you want to find it and i feel like that's a good way to make your software at least very playful and humorous all while keeping your serious tone elsewhere i think one of the the ways that that mailchimp does it is really good is they have up front like they have a very playful, very humorous personality. And they ask, I think after your second or third visit is like, do you enjoy this? And there's a setting in their app where you can turn off the humor and <laughs> like playfulness where, That's where nice. Yeah. So like if the person doesn't like that kind of thing, they can go and, and, and turn it off. Whereas I'm guessing a lot of people that know MailChimp are, are, you know, using that product and that brand because they're trying to make email fun and that's their whole thing, right? Yeah. Well, there's a difference between trying to make something that's not fun, fun <laughs> with playfulness. And when basically like there's, I don't, I don't find chat, uh, something not fun. I mean, it's, it's part of human communication. I don't think I need humor to make it even more fun. Um, that's, that's just my way of thinking about it. Imagine if like your, 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 uh, graphic editor has a lot of like jokes inside jokes or, or like, you know, just mislabeling things to make fun of stuff or things like that. I think you would be pretty pissed because you, you, you use it for a specific use case and, and you want accurate, you want accuracy. You don't want like verbosity and, and, and humor. Right. But going back to what you just said, I'm going to use your own words against you. Like how many people do you think read the... No, you can't bring that up as a counterexample because again, I haven't been using it as the main example <laughs> for my for my, for my my point. Uh, I, I was that... Like, let's just forget that even happened. I'm talking about just in general, the upbeat, very like playful productivity apps, especially the ones that are... Let's let's put it this way: that that are very like uh, job, that are job focused. Uh, when an app has like a, a very specific job, I feel like the the sooner you get the user to to get their the job done, the better, and the less stuff they have to go through. Uh, I'm not even talking about the the change log. I'm talking just like in general. Uh, I would rather have a clear straight to the point label and wording than some sort of like trying to, you know, trying to be friendly and all that. Because I think there's, there's another thing too. It's, there's this 
humor or just like language in general is very culture specific. So the type of humor that works in a certain culture will definitely not work in others. And uh, with the internet, it's, you're not only launching in the U S your, your site is used all over the world. So a lot of that stuff might actually not even work. I, I lived in the U S and I'm very familiar with, with the culture. So a lot of it, actually, I, I get a lot of it, but uh, I see people around me who don't get most of that stuff. And, we have to keep this in mind too. Yep. I think that goes back to having a diverse set of people that you're designing with and then a diverse set of users that you're designing for and, and, and you know, interviewing and running usability tests with. Doing a design sprint. I, I would also say like, again, I like there, there are things about what you said that I'd like, like disagree with slightly. Like I think we've talked about Basecamp and the profile uh, like the profile, the missing profile, like yeah. replacements, like those are very playful and humorous. But they're sensible and they, they, there's no way those would disrespect someone. You don't know that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, no, I, I think like what I'm talking about mostly are things that waste my time, uh, humor or not. And things that are lacking the, the, the human touch, like, uh, the the, the case of Basecamp, there is what what situation can you think of where someone would be offended by that? Unless it means something in some culture, I don't know. But it has lower chances of offending than say like you, you know the like verbal uh, humor or or things like that. Yeah, but at the same time, like they are they are humorous. They're funny. They're funny looking. Um, they're, they're people's faces. There's people, they're, they're people's smiling faces. They look sad to me. How do they look sad? Well, because that's a piece of art. You can look at it in whatever, whatever way you want. <laughs> Are you looking at them upside down? Yeah, I just, yeah, to me, they, they feel m melancholic and, and, and sad, but <laughs> that aside, <laughs> I, I think, I think playfulness has a place and I like, I like I like it when it improves the user experience, but at the same time, it needs to, to account for, for other usage context and things like that. So th there's, there, there's, there's a fine line. I know like for, for probably any other topic we've talked about, but I feel like recently, I feel like it's been a little bit disregarded and a lot of interfaces reflect the brand more than the way they, like more than thinking about the user like i don't really care about your brand if it's jolly or whatever like that's not to me that, that, that's actually if there's a, 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 com, a competing product that takes my time more seriously i'll probably use that well my guess is that so my hope i not my guess my hope is that like that happens right like going back to mailchimp my guess is that they don't have very many people that turn off or turn on the serious mode, right? Um, I didn't even know about it. <laughs> my my guess is that most people are hiring MailChimp because because of that that personality that their brand has, and their their brand is sculpted to do that, right? Like if you're a funeral service, your brand shouldn't be like it shouldn't be tailored yeah. to to you know 
like that kind of personality, you should be tailoring your brand and personality to the way that you would talk to your client coming in. I imagine dealing with death and dealing with email are two totally different scenarios and brands to deal with. I'm sure there's like a lot of people that don't choose MailChimp because of... It's not serious enough. (laughs) Right. Like, so they probably go to a competing product. Yeah. Oh, well, I think, I think we made a good, um, (laughs) yeah, we're, we're at about time. So you want to wrap things up? Yeah, let's, uh, let's probably wrap this up. So yeah, thank you for, for listening. This was uh, tentative episode 13. Find the show notes, go to tentative.fm slash 13. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at tentative FM, one word. And you can email us at hosts at tentative.fm. If you enjoy the show, please rate it on iTunes and say hi on Twitter.